and welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Monday, the 9th of January. My name is Ben. On the line is Andrew. How are you, mate? How was your weekend? Yeah, good. Uh, quiet, quiet compared to recent weekends uh, due to no f- proper football in terms of. Well, obviously, every game we've had away from home has been on the take TV, I think, hasn't it, since we've come back? It has, yeah. So we've been in the booze of watching that, so we've been at home, obviously, to Coventry. So this is the first weekend for a while I've actually. Yeah, watch the uh, the game in the comfort of my own house. Ah, yeah, I was thinking the other day, it's it's actually a, a sneaky long time since we had a game at Bramall Lane, isn't it? But it, it doesn't feel that long. Four because... out of the next five in the league are at home now. Beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah so. it, it doesn't feel that long because, as you say, every game's been televised. Um, but this weekend's game was, uh, well, not officially televised, but uh, I think we still managed to watch it, didn't we? And that was uh, yeah, United cruising into the fourth round of the FA Cup with a... Uh, well, a, v- a very comfortable win over Millwall. I thought the, uh, you know, we returned to the site of um, Mo Besic becoming legend <laughs> a few years ago and repeat the result, a 2-0 win at Millwall. Uh, yeah, very, very happy to kind of sit and watch this sort of low stakes game in which United got 2-0 ahead fairly early and then kind of just cruised the rest of it, to be honest. How about you? Yeah, I thought it was a really, really good performance. One of the best performances for a while, actually. Obviously, you've got to read into, I don't know, serious Millwall taking it. It's a cup game, it's different. Even rubbish teams like Wednesday seem to be winning in this. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, realistically, you can't, it's hard to, to judge it. But I, I, I was one of those before the game, I was like, I'm not bothered, get out. I think I said to you, put Betty in goal for me, I'm not bothered. <laughs> but as always, when the game starts, you do get invested and you do want to win. You don't want to see your team lose. So. I, what, I think the biggest take-on for me, I, I don't think it was a really important game or anything like that, but the, our backup players are pretty good. And I think mm. there's been a weird bit of doom and gloom around, weirdly, I, I feel. Maybe it's just on social media about what's going on behind the scenes, why aren't we buying anyone, those will come to Kadra going back, what's going on, and injuries are mounting up again. And this game just made me realise the likes of Basham... <laughs> Uh, you know, Bogle obviously coming back, and Jebison, who I think were the, the big positive out of everybody. Mm. I think he just it made me realise, you know what, we've got a pretty good squad here, and he, we I, I probably overlooked that, and it, we're in a decent position to put to make what five six changes and still be comfortable. I think that team we that team we we had out, I don't think it'd win the league or anything like that, but I think it'd be comfortable in the championship. Yeah, I think it, I think it'd have a shot at the playoffs. To be honest, mm. yeah, it's yeah, six yeah, changes, yeah. five five outfield changes. Obviously, Davis mm. uh, comes in for Fodringham in goal, and yeah, is it is a much stronger team than I would have played. And yeah. I, I'm I'm not going to lie. When I saw that the likes of Njai and Norwood were playing, mm. I was like, oh, no, don't do that. Like, I just I, I I would not have done that at all. This would have been definite rest for Njai. I get Norwood because he plays like. You know, literally every game is what yeah, he's done yeah. in 2022. Egan, fine as well. He plays every minute, every single week. But um, yeah, I would have played a weaker team. But then you obviously enjoy enjoy watching a fairly um, cohesive performance from, as you say, some pretty good players. So yeah, I Jeb- think he balanced it well. I think he balanced yeah. it well. You know, going back to the like the Newcastle Wednesday thing, they made nine changes. I think I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch all the game or anything. And I think when you make that many changes. It's so difficult to get into it. As we saw when we lost to Barnet, mm. uh, that were a good team that we put out against Barnet. It's certainly well. good enough to beat them. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, it's certainly good enough to beat them. We had well, Lord Unstrom in midfield, didn't we? And uh, Coote, say, and I think, with Gary Medine up front in that one? 
don't know if it was Medine. I feel like it was Leon Clark. I mean, and... Leon, Kieran Dowell played training for him. He should have beat Barnett at home. I'm going to look this up <laughs> while we're talking because I, I was at that game. But uh... but I think you make that many changes, as we've seen with a couple of other sides that have gone out, unless you're Manchester City or, or you know, you know, teams like that, it's difficult because the, the cohesion's just not there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, the cohesion was here with this one. So, uh, Jebison's in up front, Doyle starts, McAtee starts, Bogle starts, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Robinson starts instead of Kieran Clark, who has a, a hamstring problem, as we said. Um, <clears throat> yeah, great. So this is the thing. I, I would have definitely gone for a weak team, but uh, watching us win is always nice, and nobody uh, apparently got injured. So win-win, mm-hmm. really. You know, massive, massive for Bogle to get 90 minutes, useful for Basham to get 90 minutes. You know, Robinson's... Uh, going to have to start a few league games now, so great for him yep. to get that that run in the yep. team as well. Um, and Jai played more than I would have liked, but there's some oh, about no, him, the, Jai. The, the one negative is how late you made the subs for me. I was just like, get Andai off the field now, what are you doing? <laughs> it was, I mean, it, it became hilarious. The fact that uh, Bottom made these subs in like the 94th minute yeah, yeah. is is really really funny to me <laughs> we'll we'll get into that later yeah. on I suppose um, Jebison's first goal for the Blades since his debut which feels a hundred years ago but I think it kind of reiterates just how young Jebison still is you know he, he do, he'll still be a teenager in August yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's crazy I, I'm the same as you I, I always feel I see him as like 21 yeah, yeah. And, yeah and Should be the finished article by now. You know? Yeah, well, it's not good enough. <clears throat> I think the last game and a half, I think there's a shout. I'm not saying I would do this, but there's a shout if McBurney's not fit that he starts against Stoke. Because mm. I, I think he has been better than Sharp in the last game and a half, you know, in, in terms of what they've both played. Um, I'm not saying it's the answer. I'm not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be throwing, you know, toys out of the pram if Sharp's in on Saturday, but... I think he's really showed a lot in this last game and a half, and we need it from him, you know, because yeah. we are short up front. It's the, the one area of the field, I think, where we really are. You're looking around, and we, we've basically got two strikers at the moment, yeah. and we need one of them's old, one of them's young, you know, and we need <laughs> sort of at least one of those to. to we need Jebison to be better than he's shown, I think, and I think mm. in the last game and a half, he has shown that. Yeah, just chip in with three or four goals the rest of the yep. season, and that could be massive. Um, yeah. And yeah, this this again after that QPR uh, cameo, encouraging from him absolutely, and a really neat finish at the end of a great like really incisive move. I, I want to credit um, this pass from from Basham, like that sort mm-hmm. of just gets it into McAtee's feet and like the edge of the final third. Like I, that's not something that I think he does very often anymore, or perhaps ever Basham, but mm. just a brilliant pass through. Uh, their attack in midfield straight into McAtee takes a oh it's just such a good first time pass from McAtee love it I didn't realise at the time because obviously when you're watching a stream and stuff it's not the best but I've watched the highlights back and what a, that's a fantastic pass yeah it and I, I it was so, I thought we were going to miss because I had the 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 scores on in the background on because I had a, had, a, had a bet on that lost again um, <laughs> I had the scores on in the background and normally you're a little bit behind and you know but we because I thought well he's not coming up so he's, he's not going to score this but then he did and it, you know the stream were pretty much spot on to to real life, if you like. Hmm. Yeah, it's a it really great first-time touch-off by McAtee. Plays in Jebison, who uh, very casually just sits the goalkeeper down and sticks it in the net. And yeah, first goal since uh, May 2021. He obviously scored a, a bunch for Burton in the interim, but his first goal for us since uh, since his debut against Everton and a really yeah. 
composed finish. We had some nice finishes recently, actually, from these. Yeah, guys, yeah. McAtee and uh, and Jebison, the younger lads in particular. Um, yeah, really calm. I, I think up until that point as well. I don't know if Millwall even got an hour off. That's how mm-hmm. strong the start was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we looked in complete control, didn't we? Um, it's a small thing, but I love how happy and Jai was for Jebison to score this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of reiterates to me he really is Morgan Gibbs White two point and Jai yeah. like. Yeah. Team player, yeah, not just the skill, but like he just seems to love winning and love seeing his teammates do well, which yeah. was a, a massive thing from Gibbs White last season. Like how much he cared and like that yeah. force of personality that he was, and I'm I'm definitely seeing shades of that with Enjoy this season, not just in his play. Absolutely but in agree. Well. Um, yeah, totally agree with that. And then it's him, of course, that uh, <laughs> sets up the next goal with. Yet another assist and yet another example of how he's far too good for most players in this division. I mean, it's just easy, isn't it? Yeah, there were bits in this first half in particular where, not just this bit, but, you know, where he just skips away from... You're thinking, what is this man doing? Like, you know, he should be in in the Champions League, let alone the Premier League. And I think Danny Hall tweeted out... um, enjoy him while you can and a couple of people took that why is he leaving yeah. he's, not he's leaving but I think it was just a case of this guy is far too good for the team he's playing in which is no disrespect to the team because he's at the moment he's genuinely which I think we're talking proper big club status for this guy if he carries on as he's going mm. yeah certainly certainly mid-table Premier League like I think I think that's yeah I think I think that might be his next move but I think if he carries on, you know, the trajectory. Think how much he's improved in a season. That's true. I I really, you know, I don't know, someone like Newcastle looking out for him. Maybe I'm going over the top, but I certainly think he'd get in, you know, it'd be an asset for someone like Palace or Brentford or someone like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Fortunately, he's, he's still here for now, although not fortunately for Charlie Cresswell, I believe it is, who uh, <laughs> he makes look very foolish. Like yeah. Cresswell has two goes at tackling him, and Njai beats him both times and leaves him yeah. leaves him for dead, squares it for Bogle, and via a deflection, he sweeps in his first goal since, I think, mm-hmm. February, which is uh, nice to see him getting on the score sheet, obviously, and he nearly had another one later on. But, um, yeah, Njai <laughs> just, keeps, just keeps setting him up, doesn't he? I know I sent yeah. this to you. Yesterday, yeah. but his uh, his Instagram comment. He replied to United's Instagram post with our goal of the month competition. I think it is, and his uh, he's just replied with how may I assist you because he's basically <laughs> set up every single one of our goals in the last yeah. month. Incredible. Um, yeah, I like that. And I, do you know what? <laughs> Everyone would talk about the man of the match and stuff and Jebison, and I think it were Endai again. Me personally, mm-hmm. I thought he was the best player once again, and I think I understand why people are looking at Jebison and Doyle and Bogle and stuff like that because they. But we because we've come to expect it almost mm. now we and die. But I think again he were our best player. Yeah, thought McAtee was good again as well. Yeah, he was. Um, he was. A bit tough call on Saturday. We'll get, we'll get to that actually. Yeah, um, I, I, I did want to pick your brains on what you yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get around to that. I think the rest of the game was quite quite a nice stroll to be honest. I mean, you know, Davies pretty much untested the whole game apart from that bizarre save. I think it yeah. was safe. Do I think he does. Yeah, I just want to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, and that. It was literally about a yard out, Bradshaw. <laughs> you know, yeah. thinking, well, that's... And then it is the post, like, a terrible miss, then he gave a corner. So it's like, yeah, bizarre, quite a bizarre save almost. Yeah, I think Davies gets to it like almost at the same time as Bradshaw does. Yeah. So it just deflects out off the post. Um, it was far more secure, Davies, than he has in the three games that we've seen him. I know he's, again, he's at the FA Cup and they didn't create much. But, you know, coming out and catching stuff, and yeah. which we haven't seen from him before. 
Yeah, yeah, looked uh, looked looked absolutely fine. Um, they, I think they only had one other chance, Millwall, when the yeah. brilliantly named Vogel Sammer. Beautiful name, yeah. Could only be better if it was Vogel Slammer. That would have just Vogel Slammer. That would have <laughs> capped it. But uh, volleyed one wide late on. Should have scored. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that then makes it uh, makes it a bit more of a uh, tense finish for what it's worth. I suppose at that point you're just thinking like, oh god, don't don't draw the game. <laughs> That's it. I said to you, if it got to ninety minutes and it were two, if he equalised, just run into your own net, put it into your own goal. <laughs> Lose the game. We don't want to replay. Uh, but that that finish by uh, Sammer was it? So whatever his name is, Vogel uh, Sammer. Vogel Sammer. It, if anyone's not seen the game, it was very reminiscent of Aremovic. I thought uh, against Bournemouth at home. Do you remember the very last yeah, minute yeah. when he sort of just completely? <laughs> in fairness to Aremovic, he had a you know a broken nose or whatever. But uh... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, United. They they had a, a nice move from a, a corner that saw McAtee have a shot well saved. Uh, Sharp came on and went round the keeper. Um, yeah. Had it cleared off the line. Thought Stevens was quite unlucky to have a good shot mm. blocked as well. Could have had a pen as well. Oh yeah, in the follow up, yeah, could have could have very easily been given. Uh, and Bogle had like a bit of a scuffed shot in the six yard box after Berger came on and um, sort of just burst past the defender. Um, let's talk subs here because <laughs> after after not playing um, a weakened team, we then. Hecky Bottom's like, I don't want to rest players. In fact, I want to tire out more of my senior players. And yeah, I'm going to put Baldock on at left back just to get that man on the pitch. <laughs> and Sander Berger, like, what are we yeah. doing? Why is Berger coming on the pitch in this game? I, I understand Sharp coming on because there's no other real option, I don't think, yeah. in a forward sense. And it was 20 minutes, and you know, whatever. I mean, I'd probably kept Jefferson on for the night. If fitness, but maybe he's not up to it. Mm. Yeah, Berger and Baldock didn't make any sense to me. I suppose the, it just shows how much checking bottom did want to win the game. Yeah, no, Whereas that's I fair. I shouldn't, a I lot shouldn't of fans were more like, just get minutes in legs and don't get any injuries, you know. But, yeah, to bring Brooks and Caballi on so late, I, I, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him for the last 10 minutes, especially Caballi, because we've not seen him at all. That's his debut. It is, yeah. Yeah, a, a wild Ishmaela Koulibaly appears for his, his Blades mm. debut. Uh, and it's another one. You, I don't know what he's like or anything, but... Another option in a in a position that we're not too stop you know stacked in with yeah. like the ball still out. Unfortunately, we're no closer to learning anything about him because I'm not sure he touched the ball. <laughs> I don't think he did touch the ball. No, I don't yeah. think he touched the ball. Yeah, I saw I just... someone say "man of the match." <laughs> <laughs> did I think it was Dead Bat Sun actually? I saw him reply to United's Twitter <laughs> saying something like really changed the game when he came on or something like that really yeah, did, yeah. Um, uh, Brooks did get involved a little bit he put he that tackle at the end which was really good to see I think you remember right in the corner yeah yeah yeah. yeah um, getting stuck in so I, just, I want to see more of these players like why are we waiting until the 94th minute Is, I mean I don't know it, I'm, I'm picking it's in a game that we won I guess ultimately and I, I did oh yeah I didn't come out furious yeah, like you found it quite laughable yeah, almost laughable. Like we played all our best players here and the thing is I don't think obviously Wrexham next in the cup I, I don't think we'll I don't think that's the game to throw in youngsters put it that way yeah I imagine it will be a team very close to this uh, depending on who's mm-hmm. available I suppose for that one we um, really yeah uh, well I'm looking forward to that just um, before we Talk that that was Ender's two hundredth appearance for us. Did you see that? Wow. Yeah, good. Um, I thought he was a bit better actually than his recent performances. Yeah, I thought he he was he looked slow at times. There were times uh, Jefferson over at that cross. Uh, I think I even messaged you about this, and it was a poor cross. 
but you're thinking Stevens probably should have got onto that really. But he was just sort of running like you know really slow. But I do think he did bits and he got forward a lot more than he has done in recent weeks. And yeah, fair play. Yeah, be our third choice left wing back ender. That's, yeah, that's it. That's that's. As I know it's uh, for all these talk. Max Lowe and McBurnie didn't <laughs> didn't even get on the bench. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah, I think I'll be all right. I mean, McBurney's been close for about six months now, hasn't he? So. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure what's what's going on there with, with McBurney in particular. We'll never find out because he's never going to give us an answer unless you ask McBurney himself. Which, well, that's uh, true, yeah. Yeah, so get, get tweeting him. I know. I found McBurney's <laughs> probably a bit of an open book, to be honest, which is why it, uh, <laughs> it's why the, the, you know, the, the sort of half serious rumours that um, McBurney's actually being sold and, you know, they just don't want to tell us about it yet. I find them hilarious because, like, as if McBurney could keep a secret. Like. Oh no, he'd be, he'd be changing the club flag, his flags and everything, wouldn't he? Like on Twitter, he'd be like, I don't know, say he signed for West Brom or whatever, it'd be up the baggies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't think there's anything nefarious there beyond perhaps he's more injured than we wish he would be, but yeah. we'll see. He might be back for the weekend. You never know. Um, yeah, the next round. So as much as I've kind of you know decried the FA Cup in terms of I, I don't really care about it. Mm. This is a prime draw, Wrexham away. That is top stuff. Like, I, I love. I, I don't feel like, feel like we've had this very often recently, but um, being drawn away at a significantly lower league team is uh, mm. is like one of my ideal cup draws. I think. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. yeah, Ryan Reynolds, Wrexham up next. Uh, mm. I'm going to steal a comment I saw from the United subreddit here. It's Deadpool versus Crosspool in the fourth round. <laughs> and uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, uh, no chance of getting tickets because it seems like this is going to be very highly yeah. sought after among United fans, as, as it should be, to be honest. And uh, I think most people are happy. I see. I have seen a lot of, uh, not a lot, a few people saying it's the worst possible draw. I do get what they mean in that this, these are going to go full pelt into this, you'd have thought. You know, in the home, yeah, it's going to be a sellout. It's going to be their one of their biggest games for years. I would have thought, mm. um, not because they're all or anything. Just the fourth round of the FA Cup for an on-league side is a fantastic achievement. Yep. Uh, and I, I, and yeah, I think the pitch is not going to be fantastic. It's going to be a horrible atmosphere. We might even go out. I'm all right with that. If we go yeah. out, we go out. I'm not. I don't think it really affects anything. I think Eckingbottom would sort of summed it up really well after the game where he said the Cup's a separate competition and we have to enjoy it differently mm. and I think that's how I'm seeing it I don't want obviously injured players I'd be delighted if Indy didn't play we haven't had a couple of players back so we could rest him but I, you know you can't we get to the point now where it seems like some fans just don't want us to play at all <laughs> in case they get injuries so <laughs> I, I, I'm happy with this yeah. I think it's going to we should be on TV and we're, we're going we're gonna to be on TV because the majority of the people watching will want Wrexham to win, understandably, mm. because that's the that's the the story. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I I thought it was the first time in my lifetime we played Wrexham, but you've <laughs> digged up some footage, haven't you? That's not the case. <laughs> I hardly dug it up in United's own accounts to it. Right, um, okay. Yeah, 2004. This is a proper. I have no memory of this at all. Yeah. But uh, apparently, we played Wrexham in the League Cup first round, second round. Around. 21st September 2004, a, a 3-2 win with Andy Gray and Phil Jagielka on the score sheet. Um, I, I, I looked this up because I was like, oh, I bet this will be an interesting team, but it's, it's actually not an interesting team. It's basically it's, it's, it's the team everyone remembers from like that era, basically. Yeah. Paddy Kenny, Morgan, Bromby, John Arley, <laughs> Jags. I think it was Stuart McCall's last professional appearance. Uh, is one notable thing. Oh, interesting. And uh, Tommy Black started for us and John... Tommy Black. 
uh, did any of these go to your school, Jonathan Fort? Was he your... Johnny Fort? Yeah, yeah. Years, I didn't know him a couple of years below me, but yeah, he went to he went to my my school. Yeah, Alma Mater, Alma Mater. What is it? I don't know. You know, that stupid American term for yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Hurst. I thought you were announcing a player. Sorry, I think I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Hurst, is he a, did he get to your school at all? No, Kevin Hurst didn't. Kevin Hurst, uh, the only thing I think about Kevin Hurst is come at Swansea at home in the FA Cup when we were in the Premier League with Amateur 3 0. I think that was his only appearance, I think. Something, yeah, he started in that one. His only start, maybe. He came off the bench in this one. Um, so, yeah, not, mm. not a particularly interesting team from United. Um, but Darren Ferguson, the perennial Peterborough manager. <laughs> Do you know, I was looking at this, by the way, uh, just a bit of a tangent, but Ferguson now has been Peterborough manager for four different times, yep. which is hilarious. John Sheridan's been older manager six different times. <laughs> Think about good. that. That's incredible. That is good. I, f- I feel like Martin Allen managed Barnet about 15 times. As well. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good shout. Kind of yeah. um, but Darren Ferguson played in midfield for Wrexham during this game. And yeah. uh, I'm just thinking, no, surely not, not the Andy Holt. Uh, that must be a different Andy Holt, so... Andy Holt's the Accrington owner, right? I'm not sure. To no, completely. Never mind. Anyway, yeah, Dar- Darren Ferguson played in midfield. I didn't even know he was a player, to be honest. I just knew him as the perpetual Peterborough manager. Yeah, he played for um, Man, United, Man United, didn't he? Uh, for a few years, yeah. Darren Ferguson's only 50. Just think how many more times he can become <laughs> Peterborough manager. At this rate, if he manages until like Warlock's age, he'll get another 12 times or something he's going to be Peterborough manager. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Wrexham away. Great. Great cup draw. Um, like you, I, I obviously, uh, well, it's a great chance to win and get through to the next round because yeah, it is, yeah, it is yeah. a national league team at the end of the day. But uh, it's not, it's not something I'm going to lose sleep over if we lose. I mean, no. I, other people's opinions will differ on this because I remember, um, you know, some United fans were outraged when we lost to Barnet. But oh, I, yes. yes, indeed, can't really say it bothered me that much. In fact, I kind of enjoyed seeing. Barnet enjoy themselves in a weird I way. Like... Go. I go. That's how. I mean, mm. I, I'm one of the. I'm a bit of an hypocrite because I always like. Yeah, the FA Cup needs to be respected. Man United backed out of it. It's like this is a disgrace. <laughs> but the early rounds, I'm, I don't even go. So I can't. You know, I, was, I wasn't bothered at all by the Barnet thing. And the same as you, I was like, fair play to him. It was yeah, really. Yeah. I remember getting the view from after and really sort of like almost smiling at how happy it had made them. Um, I think, like I say, I don't care if we, if we go out. It's, it, I don't think it'll affect... I think we've shown when the last time we went up, we went out at home to Barnet, a worse team than Wrexham. Yeah. And it didn't affect us at all in the league. And I don't, th- I don't think this will. Unless no. we get a massive injury. That's the only issue. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, they haven't announced the TV games yet, but I'd, I'd say it's a good shout that they'll be on TV. I don't know if... Uh, will it be on like BBC Wales anyway, automatically? I think it should be on BBC Wales anyway, yeah. So yeah, that'll so, be available yeah. for anyone to watch I think um, yeah. yeah Coventry the win over Coventry for Wrexham was on BBC Wells I think so um, Mark Howard in goal by the way for Wrexham oh blast from so, the past how old is he now he must be getting on but yeah I saw I think he made a bit of a mistake actually in the Coventry game uh, uh, yeah. yeah it's only 36 Simon Moore versus Mark Howard <laughs> I mean yeah of course yeah they're not happy with Simon Moore this season are the uh, Coventry fans yeah he's yeah, so I said to you, he's struggling to hold down two jobs, isn't he? He's a goalkeeper and a model, so <laughs> tough time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, uh, well done, Blades. Nice, nice cruise through. Now, obviously, nice of Millwall to um, 
you know, allow us to go two goals up before they bring on their main goal threat in Jake Cooper. Um, and it was obviously mm-hmm. too late to score. It did make me laugh when they were like, oh, they're bringing on their um, commentators going, oh, they're bringing on this season's top scorer. <laughs> it's like, it's Zion Fleming. I was like, oh, that can't be right. <laughs> I think Zion, I've got a feeling Fleming cost them quite a bit of money. He did, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, like a million, couple of million, I think. Yeah, I think, um, he's, I think he's the highest ever transfer fee mm, uh, from right. somewhere in Holland. Uh, yeah, Holland, Holland or Belgium. They signed him in the summer. He, he, he was like their uh, one point seven million. Yeah, I'm just on yeah, one. Jed Wallace replacement basically. And yeah, he's, yeah. Do, he's done really well. I think he's got ten yeah. goals. I think all comps. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, there were a couple other youngsters on the bench for the Blades as well. Uh, Jilly Buyabu, who mm. made a league squad, I believe, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so, yeah, I think he did. Rich away. I feel like it was more recent. I feel like he was on the bench for a home game. Anyway, uh, but he hasn't appeared yet. And Louis Marsh as well, who is is a serious youngster. I think was he at least seventeen? Oh no, he's nineteen actually. Sorry. uh, uh, No, this is not correct. He's eighteen. Sorry. Eighteen. Yeah. In between. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's a shame not to see those two get minutes. I suppose ahead of Berger and uh, Baldock, who don't Mm. really need the minutes. But never mind. It's uh, a good, a good, comfortable win for the Blades, and yeah, a uh, an attractive looking cup tie in the next round um, right anything else FA Cup or do you want to move on to our next section of this let's podcast? go on to the the cone tracks the cone tracks right yeah. so I, I thought because I, I didn't I didn't know initially that we'd actually be able to watch this game so I'd, mm. I had another section planned and we're going to move on to it now anyway um, and that is uh, yeah we're going to between us make a call on the players for Sheffield United who are out of contract at the end of this season because I thought this was quite an uh, well I, I I was informed by it I found it informative in terms of there's a couple of players on here I didn't actually realize we're out of contract this year so yeah good yeah. to uh, good to look through them and then we're going to decide between us which of these players we think should uh, get a new contract ASAP like sort it out right now uh, whether we should wait and see how the next six months go, i.e. what division we're in and perhaps even how these players play in those six months, or if there's someone we should basically say, look, we tell them right now, we're going to be letting you go in the summer. Like, There's no new contract coming for you from yeah. us. Um, a caveat, obviously we don't know what wages players are on, but for the sake of this, emphasis, uh, sake of this exercise, uh, let's just assume that any new contracts that we say should be given out are basically on the same terms as players currently have. Um, should also should also say some of these players have like club controlled extensions. So McBurney is one that's quite widely reported that we I think we have another year on him if we want it. Mm. Um, but again, for the sake of this, let's assume that they don't, and we have to make a decision on new contract or wait and see or set for release in the summer. So uh, yeah, you ready to run through? Yeah, it? let's go. Yeah, yeah. So there's quite a few players here, which is a bit, a bit. Uh, well, I don't know. It's not that alarming, as as we'll see, I suppose. But uh, we'll start with the man I just mentioned, Oliver McBurney. What 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 would be your decision there? I think this is the hardest one purely because of his injury. He's been injured a lot in the past three seasons. Um, he was injured a lot in the Premier League that final season. I think he only played about ten games last season, and he's injured a lot this season. But he's done fantastically well this season, and mm. I think. I think this is one, I'd, I need to risk this, but I would probably wait and see the next six months. Oh, interesting. See, I I, I would offer him a new contract now. Because like... I'd be happy with it, because it'd mean he's over his, you know, I'd, it's just purely the injuries. It's purely the injuries. I think we get three seasons of 
missing more games than you play is a concern mm. to me. I'm probably getting caught up in how well he's done. Yeah. Oh, season. yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. he has done really well, and I, I like from where I'm sat. That's I feel like that's forced our hand a little bit. I don't think we can afford to wait six months and yeah, risk. Just, it, risk. It I mean, can most... imagine lose. Like, let's say he isn't massively injured and he carries on how he's done mm-hmm. this season. He's gonna get twenty goals. Can you risk losing him on a free I know, transfer? I, know. I suppose another thing in my mind is he didn't really do that much at Premier League level last time. He had a few good games, obviously, but you know it was only four or five months ago um, that everyone wanted him out. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. But um, I'm not slagging him off because he's done fantastically well this season. I just don't think it's as straightforward. It depends. I think. I think if. If we're going to go up, if, if we're confident of going up, I, I would give him a contract because I think you know the money's there to do it. But I think if we if we don't go up and we're going to have to have a massive rebuild, oh, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's, he's obviously can score goals at this level, but is he going to stay fit? I think he needs to prove his fitness in these towards the end of the season for me. Yeah, My, the, to me, the risk of losing him for nothing. Yeah, I get this. Outweighs. Uh... Give me a year. Can we have, give me a year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that is probably what will happen because yeah. of that extension. But um, yeah, I, I I would sort him out with a contract uh, soonish today. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, what is he? Yeah. He's twenty six. So yeah, I know. know. I, like I say, if he signed, I, I would be yeah, fair enough. The only reason I'm saying I don't want to get rid of him, I won't say right, you go in at the end of the season. I'm just, I am a bit concerned about these injuries. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, all right, so we 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 split on that one, but we're certainly not saying get rid. Uh, and the other, I think this is the other big name on this list, and that's actually no, there's several big names actually, but this is the one who's the most regular, and that's Oliver Norwood. His contract is up in the summer. What do you reckon? Get the contract out, put it on the table, let him sign it, let him write whatever numbers he wants, as Rio Ferdinand said. No, definitely, giving him this minute to me because I, I understand that people might think. Oh, he can't do it in the Premier League. You know, it wasn't the most effective in the Premier League. Even when we were doing well, he wasn't one of the standouts, I didn't think. But I think there's more to it than that. I, I think even if we do go up, we're going to be struggling to stay up. I think ever. I don't think I'm being negative by saying that. And we know that at this level, he, he's, not, he's never relied on his pace. I don't see why he'd all of a sudden fall off, his cl- fall off a cliff. He's always available. I think he's just a fantastic player to have around anyway. He's almost like a... He's almost like the vice captain to me, even though it's Egan. Yeah. He's just sort of, you know, everything about the club, he sort of comes from him on the pitch. People haven't got him for pointing and stuff, but, you know, he's like a captain on the pitch. Give him a. That's the one where I'm genuinely quite worried because obviously Eckenbottom in his press conference said, we're not in a position to give anyone any contracts. And is the biggest worry, obviously, but mm-hmm. he's still here for another year. So we could refuse £100 million if we wanted to and there's not really much you could do if, unless he went on strike which I don't think he does I think teams will be looking at Norwood now and probably talking to his agent because why wouldn't you? Yeah No I'm, I'm with you I'm, I'm new contract ASAP as well Yeah I'm, I'm and again this is like rewarding uh, recent-ish performance but I suppose that's the whole point isn't it that's the whole point of contracts and I, I'm going to keep bringing up age here as well he's, it's not that old Norwood like, and he's retired from international no. football he played was it 51 games in 2022? Like the most of any player in the top four divisions yeah. in England? Mm. So he's the man. Like, yeah, I, I don't care that he maybe isn't that effective in the Premier League. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, he is a key part of what makes United United, and I'd be and as I said, I to lose him. I personally don't see any reason why his performances would suffer due to him getting older, mm. because he's not he's not a pacey player. He's not a True. all action midfielder. He's just a fantastic passer and reads the game really well. It reminds yeah. me a little bit like Stuart McCall when he was what thirty nine, forty under Warnock. I can see him doing something like that. Norwood, if he managed to keep himself fit. Yeah, a better move would be to well, not a better move, but the smart thing to do if if uh, you know Norwood was a say he's still here in two or three years playing at this level, like you still really should find a space in the team for him and just have better players around him that mm. can do the legwork and you know just have him playing as your your uh, I hate to use this word in football, but your quarterback is. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it, it just just sits there and sprays passes and doesn't yeah. need to sprint up and yeah, down. Yeah, that 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 this is the one where I, when Nicky back were talking about contracts and saying that other teams are going to be talking to him I'm thinking not Norwood yeah. the rest of them on this list I think there'll be some disappointments but I'll be thinking mm, it's a disappointment but maybe we can get better not sure we'll improve on Norwood no not uh, not easily by any means unless um, our new owner is a multi-billionaire <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that's for me that's two out of two like get him a new contract immediately mm. get, the, get the Olivers a new contract uh, John Fleck I'm sad to do this but this is a this is a release in the summer for me. Yeah, yeah it is for me. And I, I, I'm not one of these people. I think he gets a lot of unjust criticism, Fleck. I think he's not as good as he were. He's not getting away from that. He's not the midfielder that he was when we went up and in the Premier League. But I don't think I don't think he's as bad as people make out. I think off the ball, he's really good. You, we look far yeah, more solid but... when Fleck's in the team. Than when, like, we saw against QPR, Doyle and Norwood and uh, sorry, Berger sort of got run past. I don't think that really happens with Fleck. I think he's really good, you know, off the ball, but injuries again. He's been injured a lot since the Premier League first season. Mm. He's not really contributed all that much. I don't think he's part... If we had to pick our best 11, I don't think he's in it. He'd be on big wages, I would have thought, because of the last contract he got. And it's literally, you know, it's, a, it's the biggest thank you for the memories, but see you later since Dids, I think. Yeah, I think so. I... Yeah, I think that's a key point you said about like you know if we're writing out the best eleven. I don't think he's close to it at the moment. Like no. even, if, even if he was fit, I'd, I'd have um, I'd have McAtee ahead of him. I'd have Doyle ahead of him on that left side. Mm. Um, it becomes a bit of a toss up whether it's him or Osborne in that spot. I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, here's a thanks and goodbye from it. I want it. I, I, same with Didsy really. I want him to go and start somewhere. Like go and he's thirty one now, so he's still got a few years left in him, but. Not in our team, I think, and possibly not at the sort of upper end of the championship. Like, no. yeah, I, I, to be honest, I, I see. I don't know if this is nonsense, but I saw those rumours about Rangers might be interested in him, and yeah. I, w- I won't be upset if we arranged something for him to move to Rangers this January. To yeah. be honest, like, I, I don't think it's critical to our season that he stays here, and if um, if that's the move that he wants, and that's what they want, then yeah, I, I'm alright with that. And again, I, I imagine he's one of the biggest earners at the club, which is and nothing, that's not his fault, he deserved that contract, mm-hmm. absolutely, but I imagine he's on, you know, one of the higher paid players. Yeah, I think probably right. Um, someone who's probably not a higher paid player, um, but it's an interesting discussion, I think, Ben Osborne, his contract mm-hmm. is also up in the summer, what, what do you reckon here? This is really difficult again, a lot of people don't like Osborne at all, and I get this, because he won't be in my first 11, every time, I don't, this sounds awful, but every time like you see him in the team, you know they've got an injury, <laughs> you know, <laughs> alright, if you look at Osborne's in, right, which who's out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it depends what division we're in, I think because we're not going to have much money if we don't go up, you wouldn't have thought 
I think this is a six months. See where we are. And horribly, I think if we go up, get rid. I think if we stay down, just purely because he can play a number of positions, maybe keep him. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well. Wait, wait six months, um, which I think would probably be a smart move for him as well. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because with respect, I don't think there'll be many clubs of our level like queuing up to grab him at the end no. of the season. Like, and by our level, I mean a a playoff promotion mm. challenger in this division. Mm. I think he's. I think he is a championship player, but I would imagine he's more likely to be attractive to a like a newly promoted side or someone in in that kind mm. of tier. Super useful at this level. Like if we're still in yeah. the championship, get it done. Like yeah, yeah, get yeah. it done. Really useful player to keep around, and he seems like a nice guy as well. So I'd be I'd be sad to see him leave, but oh, not, yeah, not in a. Obviously not in the level of like Fleck or well any of the other players we just talked about to be honest. No, no, same as you. It's sad to see him leave. He, 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 as you say, useful and that I've always said first reserve, and that's mm-hmm. purely because he can play in so many positions and do a job. He's not. He's probably going to give you a six or seven out of ten max, but it's better than just lobbing a kid in. We saw, I don't know, Sariki come in against Forest, for instance, and looked yeah. a bit fish out of water. I don't think he ever looks like that. He's just. Yeah, you don't want him in your first team. No. Um, and yeah, from his point of view, he's, he probably wants to go and start more games now. What is he? Is he 26, maybe? Let me just look that up while we're talking. He is 28, in fact. So, wow, yeah. Yeah, his, his next move's a, a big one, because that will probably uh, you know, dictate where the rest of his career goes, to be honest. And mm. he's, he's not going to be a starter for us next season. Like, If he is still here, I imagine he'll be well behind several players, because we'll pick up other players to play ahead of him essentially so yeah I, I think wait six months as well um, and see where we're at and obviously you run the risk of him saying no screw you guys I'm going somewhere else where uh, I'm going to start every week instead yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but I think that's uh, I think that's a smart way to play it um, this is sad mate Jack O'Connell you know the answer to this and it's not nice mm. um, he's, he's got to go because <laughs> we're paying him money and he don't play football it's as simple yeah. as that really I think he'll retire in the end of this season. I, I don't understand. Maybe maybe I'm just being too negative, but when Nathan Hemingham Hemingway always does his ask me anything <laughs> questions, like yeah, not not personally, but yeah, uh, yeah uh, people, there's always someone. What's happening with Jack O'Connell? I'll tell you what's happening with him. He's probably going to retire mm. because he's not playing football for three years, and I don't know anyone who I don't know anyone who comes back from that. You know, Elliot Whitehouse has had to. Retire, uh, which, which I found out a couple of couple of days ago. Um, oh, I don't think I did know that. No. Yeah, he had a bad injury about a year ago. Yeah, twenty eight. Uh, yeah, and he's had to retire. He can play non. You know what I mean? He, he, you might see him in non league, but he can't play professional football anymore because yeah. he's officially retired. And he were out for a year, and he's had to retire. This guy's been out for three years at a much higher level. He's got to come back to if he's going to stay with us. Yeah. Obviously, we'd all love the. You know, last day of the season, Jack O'Connell comes on, scores a header, we win the league, whatever. I just don't see it. Yeah, in terms of contracts, I mean, it, 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 we just can't. You just can't give him a new contract to like, unless it's on a. And I'm I'm fudging the terms of this exercise here, but unless it's on an incredibly low like prove it deal, like you only get paid if you're playing games, like if you're fit enough to make the squad and. I don't. I just don't see it. Um, like you said, three years, and I, I, I don't really want to speculate on retirement. But 
like you, I do think will be an announcement in the summer when his contract. And I don't, you know, I think I think from his point of view, he's stuck around. Probably not. This is my own opinion. I don't. I'm not got any inside information, but I imagine he's stuck around because he's still getting paid, and he should be getting paid because it's not his fault. Mm. And you can't sack someone for being injured, especially when there's. I don't know how true it is, but the rumours that we might have not handled the situation that well under the injury that well and I think as soon as his contract's up he'll say that's me yeah um, uh, yeah it's, it's obviously he's rehabbing hard but it's it's three years as you said I mean he, he was close to a return wasn't he about good to back him yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, they always ask him again I just think it's a waste of a question personally you know <laughs> Because I was just thought Eckenbottom's not going to say, yeah, he's back in the squad, because he's never going to say that about anyone. <laughs> so, no, true. Well, I, I just think they say, how's Jack O'Connell doing? Now? But I think uh, Eckenbottom did say, when he first came in, in the Premier League, um, when he went obviously took over from Wilder, he was actually on the grass then. Mm. He had a setback. And you can't... I remember Dane White, I, me, I you know, I remember Dane Whitehouse. So all, I remember the brace by the programmes and stuff every week, and it was like, mm-hmm. Dane Whitehouse is nearing a return to... You know, reserve team action, and it's like Dave Martis is out for another couple of weeks, and then he never came back. And, yeah, yeah, and that's, uh, the, that's how I say this. Yeah, true. I, I'd Sad. Not, I'd not thought about that, but yeah, I remember that. Like having that same emotional journey with uh, with White House for sure. Yeah. Uh, Dane, that is obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is sad with O'Connell. Like, uh, and it's. I mean, it must be incredibly hard. Uh, I'm probably repeating myself here, but it must be incredibly hard going from. Basically, being an elite footballer to, yeah, but I, I can't do this anymore. Like, you know, my livelihood has come to an end. I'm going to have to do something else. So, but you know no, what? no wonder he's stuck at it, you know, yeah. for those three years. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's not looking good, is it? Do you and, know what? And, well, he seems like he's been a really good influence behind the scenes if you talk to, like, you know, Jaden Bogle's mentioned him. And I think Bernie's another one who's mentioned, you know, he's, he's sort of spurred them on. So, I think, although you know, we're paying him a wage to play football. I don't think he's been totally wasted money. You know, the fact that he's he's encouraging people and stuff like that and a bit of a role model, I think. So, you know, Norton Davis is another one. He said, he, you know, he texts him all the time asking for, you know, advice and things like that. And mm. fair play to him. He's remained really professional by the sounds of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, him and Alex Greenwood have to be the most athletic couple on earth, I think. <laughs> absolute gym freaks. I don't know if you see, like, Jack O'Connell just constantly posting pictures of himself, like, absolutely yeah. ripped in the gym. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah. don't think we're, um, I don't think we can give him another contract, unfortunately, which is very sad. Um, so I took my dates for this from transfermarket.com, and Daniel Jebison was on there, which I don't believe is right. And no, I don't. According no. to an athletic article, he was not. He's not a player that's out of contract this summer either. But I just, I just want to mention it so that people know where I'm getting my source from. Uh, Wes Fodringham is the next man up, and I didn't actually realise Wes was out of contract at the end of this year. Um, what do you think about him? I'd give him a contract. I think even I've, he's had a couple of rocky weeks. I think and I've seen a few people say first thing we need to do when we go up um, is get a you know get a new goalkeeper. Maybe that is the case, but I still think even if he's back up, keep keep him about. I'd wait and see. Oh really? I, uh, yeah. yeah. But my, I think my issue is Adam Davis on a short term contract. We're gonna have no goalkeepers. We're gonna have to buy three goalkeepers really if we get rid of both of them. I think Adam Davis is here. I think he does have a, a real contract. I think it's like two oh, years. Oh, sorry, it might, I might have missed. Yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah. it was short term to the end of last season. Fair, I probably missed. Yeah, yeah, I probably got that wrong actually. But um, yeah, with Wes, I, I just like I, I would be happy enough giving him a new contract in the summer. Um, 
but I, I wouldn't be handing out any pay rises. I, I do think he is no. replaceable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, to be honest, we we probably should replace him if we got promoted. I think. But if he's you know if he's happy to potentially become another backup if we did get promoted or you know stay on similar terms in the championship then then fine he's yeah he's perfectly fine at this level. I think I if we stay in the championship and he wants to you know the same amount of money because I don't think it'd be on much. I think he, that's a no brainer keeping on. Yeah, yeah. If we if we're still in the champ next season and he is still starting in goal for us, I'm perfectly happy with that because I think he is a perfectly fine championship goalkeeper. But I would that one doesn't seem like urgent that we no. tie him down immediately. I'm, I'm no. good waiting to see what division we're in uh, before making a decision yeah. on that. Um, a few a couple of youngsters just to tick off uh, and so I'm not 100% sure that this is correct but I think it is Kyron Gordon is on this list as expiring in the summer what do you reckon? Difficult these with the youngsters because he's so hard isn't he you know a couple of years ago you'd have said and die I might have said well he's not done anything get rid of you know what I mean I, I, <laughs> I don't. I'm not seen enough of them really to make a proper, proper assessment. What I will say about Gordon is that, other than for us when we had that massive injury crisis, 20 years old now, he's not played a league game. I think that's right. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, professional game. He's, it's all been non-league, aren't it? Boston and Boreham Wood, and he's 20. I don't yeah. know. I, I I I think you could. I, I'd wait till the end of the season. I I won't I won't mind him. But don't know, does he need to play? I think he definitely needs a better loan move next season if he's going to stay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's played a couple of games for us, hasn't he? But, um, yeah, but yeah. They, were, they were, you know, he, wouldn't, he shouldn't have been, if you know what I mean. No, it's true, yeah. He was in the team because we needed someone. Um, yeah. And he didn't, I don't know, he, he didn't look like, hey, this this is a kid that maybe we should be seeing more of. You know, he did perfectly fine, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm wait and see as well. It'd be a shame to lose him, but... He's well down the pecking order now. Like maybe that changes if we don't get promoted and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahmed leaves, Basham moves like a year closer to retiring. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I just wait and see in the summer. Like see how he gets on in these next six months. Like maybe we move. Where is he at the moment? Is it Boston? Boston, yeah. No, he's at Boromod. Sorry. Excuse me. Yes, yeah, so he is. Um, yeah, it looks. I, I assume we're just going to leave him there for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I wait and see. It's not. It's not a critical to release or critical to extend, I don't think. Um, Femi Sariki, I I don't know, as he said, it is difficult with these youngsters, but I, I think it's probably best for him uh, if we part ways in the summer. Like, it, uh, So I would release, like, Bogle and Baldock, are, they're already battling out for that spot. Neither are coming to the end of their careers. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see how it benefits him to still be part of our squad, to be honest. I mean, he's another one who's, I, I what mean, is I... he, 20, I think now? 19. 19, but, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. I, I think the thing with Sir, I don't know how much you can read into this. I, I remember getting loan views for Norton Davis and Regan Slater and not being the greatest at lower league, and then they've gone on to be a you know, good championship careers. But not getting rave reviews at Rochdale. Um, mm. They are struggling, to be fair, so it can't be easy for him. I don't know. Like I say, I've got I've got loan views in the past for players who have gone on to be really good, and they've just that, that's been their sort of. You know the growing up period, going to a struggling team, not really performing, and knowing what it's like to to play in a struggling team. But he's not done anything that I've seen that warrants keeping him on. I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, so. Stepping outside of this this bit of content and being actual real world for a minute, real world for a minute. My guess is uh, we have options on both of those, Sariki and Gordon. And my yeah. assumption is we give them another year, which I think is 
Probably I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them out on better. I could say better loans for both of them. And yeah. just we need them both at League One just to see what what they're up to. Basically, I don't think there's any point of a 21 year old in Gordon or whatever he is going on loan again to the you know the National League or League Two. They, they need to be playing at a decent level. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't want people listening to this to think that I'm like he's 20 years old and he's not playing for us yet. Like get rid. What a waste of no, time. No, like, not at all. No, but, not at all. Yeah, I mean, eventually these players they need to. They need to show us what they can do. So, for uh, instance, just you know, not Ryan Davis would when he was twenty-one, he was playing in the championship for Luton. He played like played like hundred and twenty games or something yeah, at that point yeah, in his career. Yeah. This is the, and and Regan Slater were another one. He played mm. so many games at a decent-ish level. You know, he you're on. I think you're on loan at Hull, weren't he, before he went there? And yeah, he was yeah. in their promotion season. And he were around the same age. You know, he's. I'm just looking now. He's twenty. Yeah. So when he were like nineteen, twenty, he'd already played 40, 50 games at league level at a decent level with Hull yeah uh, yeah so you, yeah this big year for them I think at least yeah absolutely right couple left uh, Ender Stevens. it's a well people know my thoughts on Ender Stevens. I think it's a it's a thank you and goodbye like we, again yeah. we it, we we can't possibly give him a new contract and we can't extend him by a year it's yeah. he also is just like Fleck is deservedly I imagine quite highly paid yes um, for what he is at this stage of his career um, yeah, thank you and goodbye from me. And he's another one. This would never happen, but if somebody said, "Hey, we'll take Stevens' contract off your hands," like if we can have him oh, on, yeah, a, on yeah, a free yeah. transfer right yeah. now, we should absolutely say yes, even allowing for our injury contra- uh, injury situation. I can't imagine the wages that him and Flecker are on. And, and again, they deserve it. I'm not slagging anyone off for giving it. I'm not slagging Wilder off for giving them contracts. And I'm not certainly not slagging them off for taking those contracts. But the two people who are offering us, in my opinion, very little. Yeah. And I imagine that if you put the the highest, you know, the, the wages in order, those two will probably be, they'll be at least top 10. Oh, yeah. And they're not top 10 players for us anymore. No. I mean, I suppose you could say with Stevens, like, maybe we actually do need him right now. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but I, I think if we got rid of Stevens, as you said, if someone came in and said, right, we'll take him off, yeah. I think for the, those wages, you could get someone better. Yeah, or we could see more of Brooks, I suppose. See, yeah, Brooks, yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay, so in accord on that one. Jack Robinson, this is interesting. I'm interested to hear what you think of this. I think I probably, I probably let him go. To be honest, I, I won't. I, I might give not what I thought you were going to say. Go uh, on. I think I just think he makes too many errors. I think there's there's too many errors in him. I think he's great to have around, and I like him playing. You know, if we play 46 games this season and he's played 10 of them, that's fine. I think if he plays 25 of them, hmm. I'm a bit getting a little bit worried. Because I think he's always got a mistake in him. I'm actually all right with us giving him a new contract. Mm. Uh, waiting is fine too. I've written down. I, I just think, yeah. I just think he's become like an actual viable squad player. Like, like you said, you don't, we don't want him playing every week, but he's handy to have around. He can play a couple of positions. You know, he's. I like his attitude. You know that that aggression. Like, he's, he's really. I mean, obviously, he's grown on me because he's stopped making horrendous errors every single game. But <laughs> he, he has played well, and he, he, you know, he's. I, I don't know. I think he offers some at the other end of the pitch from set pieces as well. He's. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I can't imagine he's on massive money because he was signed no. as a backup player. I know we're in the Premier League, but I'm all right with giving him a new contract to be honest, and just saying like, yeah, you, you know, you're just going to continue to be a rotation player for you. We'll. You know, we'll likely have somebody who's first choice ahead of you, but we'll need you for like 15, 20 games a season. So, yeah. I can see, I can see what you're saying completely. I just think, again, it's another one depends what division we're in. Yeah. Um, I think if we go all, don't really want to see Jack Robinson going up against Premier League defenders, personally. I 
guess not. No, I mean, neither do I. But I, I'm all right. I'm all right with it. You know, I, I wouldn't have been twelve months ago. Mm. Um, I'm all right with it to the extent that I'm. I wouldn't mind as just giving him a, a shortish new. Contract. Last time I slagged him off in here. Anyway, we, we were on a fantastic runner form. So exactly. <laughs> oh right, this one. This is the last. The I last one who is properly contracted to us, and that's yeah. Billy Sharp, contracted from the summer. I love this man to stay on the coaching staff. I don't even know if he's doing his badges. I think he's so important to the club as a captain, mm. but he's definitely not showing as much on the field anymore. And I think if we go up, I just can't imagine a 38-year-old Billy Sharp <laughs> sort of troubling centre-halves. I want him to stay. I'd like to say, right, this is we're going to give you a coaching role right now, another contract, maybe less than money, whatever. But I don't know. What about you? Just give him one more year. Go on. One more year. One more year. Run, run it back. Um, it, I, I, it's, it's, the real answer for this is probably wait and see. Um, I, I almost... I, I almost would leave it in Sharp's hands in a way, you know. Yeah, that's a fantastic shout. There, I think he's done enough to say, "Look, we're not, you're not going to be first choice." To be honest, you're probably, oh, you know, if things fifth. go well, you're going to be fifth choice or something yeah. like that. Which again, nothing against him; it's just his age. You know, but we don't want to lose you. Like we're, we're we happy don't lose you just you're being important. like part of the club. Yeah, you're important to the club, and I do think I remember Warnock saying about Kozlov that. People overlooked how good he was in the dressing room, mm. and Brian Robson got rid of him, and uh, and the atmosphere turned a bit rubbish under Robson. And Warnock sort of pointed to that and said, "Well, people like Kozlov are more important than you." Th- and I think Short's more important than it probably seems. Yeah, I think unlike some of these, like Fleck and McGoldrick, where I'm like, I want them to go and play football. If Billy Sharp plays a professional game of football I'm for any, any other team that isn't Sheffield United yeah. for the rest of his career, I'm going to be really sad. Like. Yeah, stay stay here until you can no longer play. Just I'm hoping that happens, and I hope I hope I don't know if he is doing his badges. I don't. I I think he is. I think he is. Uh, no idea. And I'd love to just keep him around on the coaching staff, if, if, and as a you know player coach, something like that for another year. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a. Fun yeah, give him another year. It, it might be reduced terms, and hopefully he'll accept that. But like you say, he might want to go and play. He might be like Jamie Curran and play until forty-five. <laughs> Right. Well, a brilliant. Uh, I mean, he's not forty-five, but Shane Long scored for Reading this weekend yeah. in the FA Cup, uh, and it's seventeen years since he first scored for Reading in the FA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fabulous! Yeah, um, incredible. There's, there's one other name I've shoved on here. who is not our player, but uh, he could be should we want him to, and that is Kieran Clark, who is out of contract at Newcastle uh, in the summer. Uh, what do you think of uh, him potentially uh, contract offers? If you'd have asked me two weeks ago, I'd have said, yeah, I think it's a no-brainer to get him in. Even in the Premier League, he's got experience. I know he didn't have the best times at all at Newcastle, but mm. even if he wasn't first choice, go back up. Again, it's injuries. He's yeah. missed more games than he's played by far. And I'd be, I, again, it's, this is definitely, let's see at the end of the season for me. Yeah, wait and see for me as well. Like what, what league? And yeah, it's hard to judge because he's obviously not really been first choice at Newcastle for a little while. As he's oh. not played more than twenty-two league games since, uh, yes, twenty sixteen seventeen. So yeah, but it's hard to it's hard to know at a glance how much of that is just you know on merit or whether he actually was mm-hmm. injured. But yeah, wait and see for me. I, I, I've been pleasantly. I'm not pleasantly surprised. He's basically been exactly as I thought he would, Kieran Clark. But mm. he looks a good championship defender. If we're going up, then we should probably look to allocate that wage somewhere else, I would have thought. Um, um. Yeah, right, there we go. Uh, 
A couple of other just sort of ins and outs to talk about before we finish off. Kadra, as you alluded to, is gone somewhere. He's not actually <laughs> officially left yet. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, Birmingham, Bristol City, or some club in Germany is the is the three in it that's going around. It's, it's pretty obvious he's never going to play for us again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Birmingham, we play in the last game of the season. I know. I've seen a lot of people worried about that. Oh, he's yeah. going to come back to all. <laughs> Well, they're blowing it by them. What's everyone worried about? <laughs> <laughs> um, We're keeping the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see where he ends up. I suppose it's, it's better for everyone's peace of mind if he's not playing in England, I suppose. Um, yeah, shame, shame that didn't work out. I, I went back and just quickly listened to what we said when he signed. Mm. Uh, the first thing you said was, word of caution, uh, Blackburn fans say he's massively inconsistent. Um, yeah. yeah, we were excited, but we were tempering our excitement, I think. You know, I, I said he'd he'd been sort of good, not great for Blackburn. He'd been a a good Championship player last season, yeah. but not elite. We'd just seen the absolute best of him in those two games, I think. So we were excited to have a player like him, but kind of just like trying to just temper it a little bit. So I think that's. Well, this is the thing. I mean, as you said, I, I got the view from it. I think there's a bit of because he played so well against us in both games last season. I think people think to think he's this wonder kid who were one of the best players in the championship last season, mm. and we've just mishandled him. That's not the case if you look at what the Blackburn fans said. I've just got it up now, actually. You know, and I, this could be us. This could be our fans. Mm-hmm. Good when it suits him. Bit of a headless chicken. Does, wouldn't say he was success. Was okay. No more than that. Pretty useful, but inconsistent. Played out of position. Not a constant in the team. Uh, had it a very good authority that there was neutral disinterest due to the way he acted behind the scenes a uh, bit of a headless chicken you know it's, it's, I could go on you know he's just hardly a key player not a big fan of Kadra they weren't I remember going on the Blackburn forum thinking this is going to be amazing they're going to be like oh they got hold of him and I'm like well I hope they're being a bit better because they're quite <laughs> yeah. a let down really yeah and I guess uh, yeah I guess that's kind of how it proved yeah yeah uh, Shame it didn't work he out. Cause... say Blackburn had the last line. <laughs> <laughs> it did in this case, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see where he ends up. But um, hopefully that frees up a wage that we can use elsewhere. There may be, you know, that, there may be things may be paused on that with potential takeover. But we will see. There's several weeks of January left. Um, a few other ins and outs to cover off. Will Asula's back in the house. I didn't expect that to happen, actually. Um, but, yeah, yeah he's been recalled from his loan. He almost certainly will not play for us because if he does, he can't go back out on loan again. And he's obviously uh, suspended for... Actually, no, wait, he's suspended for the rest of this month anyway. Yeah, I do wonder, though, if we're not... I mean, I don't think Eckenbottom really is aware of where he stands in terms of can we bring another striker in? Mm. And I do wonder if we've brought him back and then by the time his suspension's up, because no one's going to want him while he's suspended anyway. He may as well yeah. play with us for a month or whatever, but, it, it, you know, in the reserves or what he can do. But I do wonder if it'll get to the final week of the transfer window, and if we've not got anyone in, he stays around. Yeah, you're probably right. Actually. It, it, this, yeah, I guess the more I think about this, the more it feels like like quite sensible squad management. Yeah, it is. It is. I know there were a lot of moans and groans about. Oh, that means we're not going to sign anyone. I don't think Eckingbottom has any idea right now of where we're going to be at the end of January in terms of who we can bring in. We, there, might, there might be bits for players coming in. You, you saw the, you know, we had nothing about Berg last transfer window until the final day, and all of a sudden he's going to bruge and it, yeah. And and we found out Chelsea put a loan bid in and all this sort of stuff. So I think it's insensible to keep him around just in case yeah. it happens. 
Yeah, fair enough. No bids. Um, you, the article on Dan Blake. I've not uh, sorry the pinch uh, today, which I've not uh, not read yet myself about. Mm. Um, and you have to excuse me. I can't remember who it was who's who written it. At the top of my head, but David Taylor, I believe. That's David Taylor. Yeah, and he he's yeah he thinks you know don't sign anyone and get you know just keep a solar. I think a lot of this will depend on Jebison. I think if Jebison in his next couple of weeks scores a couple of goals and starts play and plays as he has, the the idea that we're desperate for a striker just and if McBurney comes back, you're mm-hmm. probably going to be all right. Yeah, I think you are right. Uh, Harry Boys goes back out on loan. Uh, oh God, where's he gone? Lincoln. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so a bit of a step up actually. Yeah. So where are they in uh, the league, league one, right? Yeah, mid-table, I think, mid-table. league one. Uh, yeah. yeah, and obviously Forest Green are uh, Yeah, Forest Green fans would say that he struggled uh, basically because the formation they played didn't suit him and mm. they get battered most weeks as well. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, yeah, a, a bit of a step up for him. That's that's good. Uh, Jordan Amissa goes on loan to Burton Albion, which I think is a great move. Cause, yeah. yeah. I, I read today that their first-choice keeper has been uh, involved in a car accident. Jeez. And the... Um, I can imagine, like, a miss messing with the brakes so he gets a game. But, <laughs> no, I think he's, uh, I think he's, I think he's all right, but I think he's going to be out for a while. And the the lone keeper that he had has been recalled, so I think he'll probably get games. Yeah, yeah, no, great, great for him because uh, he what's his experience like a miss. I don't think he he, he was at non-league when he last season. Yeah, yeah. Or something. yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah it actually was Spenny How the hell did Fantastic. I know that? Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, I don't have this in front of me, but I believe his next club will be his, I think his 11th loan team since 2016. Assuming he goes on loan again. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Be his 10th loan. No, no, wait, no, Sheffield FC are in here as well. So yeah, it'll be uh, his, his 11th loan team in the last eight years. Assuming he goes somewhere. Yeah, on loan. Yeah, um, yeah. Bizarre, yeah. I'd love to know like, how much... How many games has he played? What, in, in his career? Yeah. Uh, less than 25, according to Wikipedia. That's only league games, but yeah. It's yeah. Pro- pro- sub 50, certainly. Wow. Well, club legend, get that statue up. Club legend, yeah. Wait, I mean, where's he going now? Just, we're just going to spin the roulette wheel of Scottish he second division teams. He probably stays third choice, I would have thought. God, I yeah, really, I don't know. Right. You're probably yeah. right, actually, yeah. We'll see him in the uh, under twenty one slide. Playoff week. final when everyone gets injured again. <laughs> this is where he get. This is where he makes his name. Penalty. Penalty yeah. shootout. Playoff final saves all five. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Come Ruin on, one nil. <laughs> Club legend is back in the business. Um, I think that's everything, mate. I enjoyed doing those contract discussions. Good to have those in the the front of mind because obviously we're in twenty twenty three now. So. Six months to go before some of these players could potentially be leaving us, and uh, some of them we don't want to. But. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Do you want to plug your thing for the pinch last week or anything else? Uh, yeah, social media roundup as always. Uh, some top-class comedy from the uh, the users of Twitter and the S2 forum. So that's mm. at the pinch. Uh, Roy's view from, got the view from, would have bought Millwall. We Very did. fair. Always fair, Millwall, if you leave out the... Uh, the racism. Racism, yeah. Real. <laughs> Just don't include the racism. They're a good set of lads. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and then we've got an episode of Maidler that came out, which is a uh, Married to the Eiffel Tower documentary, which someone asked us to do. And um, yeah, I don't, well, I don't know why we're even doing these things, to be honest. But, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I saw you talking about it. It's like, yeah, it's a documentary where someone married, uh, has married the Eiffel Tower and they're in love with uh, the Eiffel Tower romantically. So check that out if that sounds like your, <laughs> yeah, your cup of tea at Living with Maid One on Twitter. Well, we definitely will check it out. And uh, yeah, Roy's viewfrom.com for View from Millwall. And I, I bet you're excited to get on uh, Wrexham's forum, aren't you? Do you know what? I was going to do their reaction to the draw. Just, mm. but I, I honestly got to 10 pages on their forum within like 25 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not bothering with this. It took me hours. Uh, yeah, so really active. I've never been on the Wrexham forum before. So it's exciting times at Roy HQ. It is, yeah. That's that's where you want to have a click. It's like having a new it. client. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right, mate. We'll we'll leave it there. Uh, Blades back in action against Stoke on uh, on Saturday. Three o'clock kickoff, isn't it, I believe? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. That is correct. Great stuff. Looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, thanks for your time, buddy. Appreciate it. And I'll uh, catch up with you soon. Yeah. See you later, mate. Thanks a lot.